The Emperor has foreseen a new threat rising against him. The children of the Force. They must not become Jedi. Yes, Lord Vader. Welcome to episode 10 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nawatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm nine! I'm Liam, and I'm six. Yep. You are six. Six and a half. Alright, so here we are. Uh, episode 10. Ten's a pretty big number. And actually, this is the, I think, 18th episode that we've actually recorded, but eight of those were Reaction Core episodes. So really, this is like our 18th episode, but, you know, we, we like to keep those two things kind of separate. Um, so this is like the main show, and this is our 10th episode. 10! So it's our 10th birthday for whatever. I don't know. When did we start doing this? I don't remember. We'll figure it out. Maybe we'll talk about it at some point. January? Was it January? I don't remember. I think it was May. podcast. It was in May. Maybe. No. It was in Anna's bedroom. That's where our first podcast was. Yep. So, yeah. Cool. Well, happy 10th episode to you, kids. And thank you, listeners, for listening. Yes, a round of applause, Liam. All right. All right. There we go. Everybody at home, if you're listening to us in your ears... Start clapping, unless you're driving your car. Don't clap, then just do one-handed clapping. Everybody, one-hand clap. Just clap when you get home if you're in Or clap your knee. Oh, slap your knee, there you go. Or clap when you get home. Okay, all right. Clap when you get to your place that is not in the car driving. <laughs> so, so what kind of Star Warsy stuff have we been up to lately? Talking about cars, celebrating for ourselves. It's our death of fun. That's what Star Wars did. <laughs> the stuff we just did. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean lately in the last minute. <laughs> I mean since our last yes, recording, which has been a while actually. It's been a while since we recorded. Uh, Leia <laughs> number five. Yes, we finished the Leia number number four. Mm-hmm. Clone Wars. That's true. Let's start with Clone Wars. What did we watch recently? We all three of us watched the first, arc. the first episode of Krell. the Krell. First episode of the Krell arc. Wow, that was some dark stuff, huh? That was yep. that was a pretty. That's intense... actually that war. Basically, um, Krell. See, we see him getting. All mean and almost to the clones. He thinks that they're side. Like the and side. We haven't watched the next episode. We still know he turns their dark side. Yeah. Spoiler. Dad sure. told us. That's okay. Yeah. So well, blame my dad, not us. Did I tell you? Yeah. Actually, that that Krell arc is one of the reasons that we waited to watch the Clone Wars, and I still think it's a little bit, a little bit adult, right? Like it's kind of like iffy whether or not. Uh, Liam, I mean, especially you because you're six. Um, but even you, Anna, I just feel like we don't usually watch something with that much violence in it. And I like, don't. I don't. Really. I'm fine yeah. with that. I'm fine. Yeah, with that. I know. I, you can handle it. I think there's some things that you know, you like some movies and stuff. I that... can handle it too, and so can Anna. Okay. All right. So, so 
so yeah, we watched that. Now, one thing that, Anna, you don't feel that right now, at the moment at least, you can handle is seeing uh, images of sharks. You you have kind of developed a fear of sharks recently. And uh, Liam and I, because of that, when you were gone one day, we watched the first episode of the Moncal arc. Uh, but we're not going to talk about it, because you're afraid of sharks. And, 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 uh, and Rift Hampson. Well, Rift Hampson, right? He's the separatist guy and his his head basically is the head of a shark and um, his legs and he just has a suit okay, on okay, yeah we don't need to that. describe him too much okay um he's he, a shark with his suit on but the name of his species by the way is carcaradon just so you know uh yeah so that's kind of what we've been up to with clone wars i don't think we'll do a reaction core episode for either of those arcs because they're not really ones that I feel like I mean I like them a lot, but they don't really have too much of an impact. I think on on Star Wars, not not like the like the Night Witches, Night Witches, Night Sisters, the Night, Night Sisters. Sisters. I mean that's that's some really cool stuff that had some pretty big impact on on Star Wars mythology, and also the um, like the Mortis arc. I think which we still mm-hmm. haven't done a reaction core for the last two episodes of that. I think we probably just won't, even though I have episode show notes written up. We could still, I guess, if we want to. Um, but it's been a while since we've watched them, so we'd have to watch them again. Oh no, we'd have to watch Star Wars again. That over again. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, let's see, Liam, you, when we were in Target last time, wanted to get uh, R2-D2 Hot Wheels, but they didn't have it there. Maybe next time. We were on the hunt for an R2-D2 Hot Wheels. Um, Ooh, get it? The Hot Wheels and Princess Leia? Uh, uh, uh. Yes, we talked about that when we reviewed. Was it issue three? Hunt. Issue three of uh, Princess Leia. There was that couple panels where R two D two was in a flying car, and it kind of looked like the R two D two Hot Wheels. Yep. Yep. That I think was uh, I believe I put a photo of those Hot Wheels up on the on the on the website, childrenoftheforce dot com. If you go there and just search for Can Hot Wheels or R two D two. Can I see the R two D two car compared to the yeah, Hot Wheels? Yeah, we can do that maybe later. Though. Okay. All right. Um, we also read, yeah, like Anna, you said, we read issue four of Kanan, and actually, we haven't even talked about issue two or three of Kanan yet. Um, right. so, and we also read the final issue of Princess Leia, and we will review those later in our review segment. Let's head on over to the news. Okay, well, let's start off the news with, uh, talking about this excerpt from Aftermath, which is the Chuck Wendig book that's coming out. It's part of the Journey to the Force Awakens, and it's going to be a big novel, and it looks like it's going to be pretty cool. It was recently announced, I believe at San Diego Comic-Con, that Chuck Wendig is going to be writing three books. It's going to be a trilogy of books, and it's going to start taking place right after Return of the Jedi. Now, you guys might remember... Do you remember me talking about and reading those Thrawn books a couple years ago? Um, Air, it was called Heir to the Heir to the Empire and Shaoof. I can't even remember the names of those books now. But anyway, it was the Thrawn trilogy. And remember they had like the, the pictures on the front you guys were really interested in. Had like the one Jedi with like the lights coming out of his hands. And, I don't and, remember. Uh, oh, anyway. So those were like these three books that came out. They were really like the start of what we know as the Legends uh, story, you know? Uh, they had Mara Jade. That's where Mara Jade was introduced. They had um, 
They had like a Luke clone in them called how Luke. Many, they had how many years um, ago? It was actually it was probably a couple years ago that I was reading those. Uh, they had Thrawn, who was an Imperial, uh, like an admiral in the Empire, I believe, and kind of became the leader of the Empire after the Emperor was killed. Well, anyway, that's all legends now. They're great books. I still think people should read them. They're really good. Uh, but now it seems that this trilogy that Chuck Wendig is writing is going to be kind of the new big trilogy that tells us what happens after Return of the Jedi. I'm really looking forward to reading these. And actually, I'm just going to read a little bit. StarWars.com has an excerpt. I'm going to link to this in the show notes. Uh, what they call the th first three chapters, it's pretty short. So maybe there's just short chapters, which is kind of nice. It makes it easier to read sometimes. Um, maybe they're just short chapters, or maybe it's just the first, like, three little sections of the book. Um, so it starts off with a speech, uh, a speech from Admiral Akbar. I'm assuming it's a speech, but maybe it's like a, a letter that he wrote to everybody. I'm not sure. So I think I can just, uh... So this I, I think is just the starting of the The very story. beginning of the book goes this way. Okay? Uh -huh. Alright. Today is a day of celebration! We have triumphed over villainy and oppression, and have given our alliance and the galaxy beyond it a chance to breathe and cheer for the progress in reclaiming our freedom from an empire that robbed us of it. We have reports from Commander Skywalker that Emperor Palpatine is dead, and his enforcer Darth Vader with him. But though we may celebrate, oh, I can't, I can't keep it up. <coughs> Oh, that hurts. Okay, I'll finish it in my regular voice. <laughs> but I love that. that Thank you. Good. Was that yeah, a pretty that good, Akbar? Really good. Uh, I try my best. But though we may celebrate, we should not consider this. We we should not consider this our time to rest. We struck a major blow against the Empire, and now will be the time to seize the, on the opening we have created. The Empire's weapon may be destroyed. But the Empire itself lives on. Its oppressive hand closes around the throats of good, free-thinking people across the galaxy, from the Coruscant core to the farthest systems in the Outer Rim. We must remember that our fight continues. Our rebellion is over. But the war... The war is just beginning. Admiral Akbar. <clears throat> so... That's pretty cool. And that is the opening. So then, um, if if someone doesn't even want to read this excerpt until they get the book, just skip ahead like a minute. But I'm just going to talk about basically what, what they've released in this little excerpt, which is just the first you know section of the book. Um, so you remember at the end of Return of the Jedi when we see the, the statue of the Emperor falling down on Coruscant? At the mm -hmm. very end, when they're going to, they're showing the different planets celebrating. Why Remember is it that? the statue of the Emperor? Emperor? Uh, uh, it's Emperor. Palpatine's statue. He has a statue of himself, and people pull it down, and it crashes down, and everybody cheers. Yeah, Because it's the fall of the Empire, right? The Empire is falling. People are like, yeah, he's dead. We're all at happy. At the end of what? At the end of Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. 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 So, and Vader and it, is dead, so starts, they can't start a it new... It starts with um, Lando and, like... It starts at um, Cloud at City, Cloud City, and Does then it? they go, mm. and then it goes around to planets. Yeah, it shows Naboo. And then yep. Naboo. It shows Tatooine. Tatooine. Which someone I just saw someone recently comment like that's kind of weird that Tatooine would be celebrating because the Empire wasn't really on Tatooine that much. 
They didn't really. Wait, Tatooine? <laughs> but Tatooine? Whatever. What do you, What do you mean, Tat Tatooine? What were the? How many people would be celebrating on, on Tatooine? Right, that was the point because the Empire didn't really control Tatooine. It was kind of a. I mean, no, I suppose. No, I mean, like it would be so hot. Why would they, <laughs> Why would they be celebrating? Why would they Ugh. be dancing in the middle of yeah. the desert? Why would they even go outside? It's so hot there. Anyway, so we see the people we see in the, at the beginning of this book, the statue fall. And right after it falls, um, the Imperial like police come and start shooting people. And really? try to break up the crowd. Yeah. Wow. And it's just like a like a everyone just goes crazy. Like people are throwing rocks at these military police and and it's just like this huge um huge battle basically what because the empire yeah at what police um like the bad imperial guys? the imperial yeah the empire basically uh, um, um the bad guy police <laughs> yeah oh. yeah imperial police yeah um i mean i'm assuming i don't know i don't know if it says that they're in stormtrooper gear i don't think they are but but it's pretty cool it actually shows um like a father and son, a father with his son who's only 12 years old. And he's like, no, he's just a boy. He shouldn't be fighting. And then at the end, he's like, grab a rock, son. This is the fight. You got to, you know, we got to start fighting. I like these three lines. He holds his son close. Then he puts a hunk of statue in the boy's hand and he picks one up himself <laughs> to throw. Right. So you got to do what you got to do. So that's like the intro. And then there's a, uh, there's more, but there's more about Wedge. Yeah. Yeah, Wedge is one of the main characters. Isn't that cool? He's on, like, a mission, basically. Read it! Uh, then read it! No, I can't read this whole thing. It's it's a it's a huge section of the book. Um, so go out there and read it. StarWars.com. Uh, just search for Aftermath once you get there. It'll be the first hit, uh, assuming you search in the next few days uh yeah so that's that's aftermath really looking forward to that cannot wait a lot of people have taken issue with some of the writing the, the writing style of chuck wendig because he uses a lot of kind of short sentences and short paragraphs um but it's just a style choice i think that it'll you'll get used to it when you read the book i think people are used to reading longer paragraphs and longer sections like um but i think it's a uh, It'll be good. It'll be really good, I think. Um, really looking forward to it. Uh, Alright, so there hasn't been a ton of news really since San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, we got that awesome behind-the-scenes video, which I think we should just go through it and talk about it. What do you guys think? Let's Yay. watch it and just talk about it. We'll just watch it and talk about it. And if you want me to pause... At the same time? Yeah, and if you want me to pause, I'll pause, okay? Here we go. That's probably Jakku, right? Yeah, and, and I saw what we saw in the trailer. I saw a moisture. <laughs> that's the Falcon. the Falcon. I saw a moisture evaporator. That's probably like an imperial thing. I saw R2D2. R2. Whatever it's called. You saw vaporators, yeah. Vaporators, yeah. There's Bugsby Hornbeard <laughs> and Viper, right, Anna? Right. <laughs> oh, this TIE fighter looks so cool, huh? Yeah, it does. So that's like a model of the TIE fighter, that thing that we saw back, back there, right? So. I think this is showing, I don't know whether they, I don't think they took actual video of this, but maybe they were just like saying, this is what it would look like, right? When we do the video, this is what we should make it look like. This is what we should make that model look like. Because it looks like the next shot 
is an actual, like, this is real, right? And that's real in the desert, burning. Like, that's real fire in the desert. So that's, yeah. And like Mark Hamill says, real sets, right? So they, they talk a lot about practical effects. Now, I've heard a lot of people talk about this alien whose lips are moving, right? And yeah. they're saying that someone must be controlling that with like a remote control. But actually, if you look at this computer, you can see the guy, a video of this guy moving his mouth, right? And then you see, because there's a computer, like a monitor on the same, in the same frame. So when he moves his mouth, the alien moves its mouth. So it's a way to control the puppet. It's like motion capture puppetry. Which is really awesome. So it's a puppet and someone controlling it in a computer? Someone controls it when they talk because a video is taking video of this guy talking and then it translates it into his face in the computer and then that must send a signal to the puppet and the puppet's mouth moves the same way he moves. So if he blinks, the puppet blinks. It's like controlling the puppet without your hands. It's, it's controlling the puppet with your face. And the computer takes your face movements and makes the puppet do that. Isn't that awesome? That's really <laughs> just your face. Why can't you do your whole body? Oh, does well, his whole body? Actually, you know what? That's a good point, Liam. You probably could do that. But if they just showed this person maybe sitting in a chair talking, maybe maybe there'd be someone actually making the arms move with a, like a puppet thing, right? Yeah. Or maybe someone's wearing this thing on their head, right? And it makes it look like a big long neck, like a Kaminoan or something, right? Yeah. And I think, didn't Anna, you say that that looked like an old Kaminoan? Is that what you said? Who said that? One of us said that. Yeah, I think Liam said that. Was it you, Liam? No. Maybe it was one of our cousins, one of your cousins. I think it might have been Joe or something. I can't yeah. remember. Anyway. No, Joe wasn't in the Yeah, but he watched it, though. He watched it. Oh, he did. Anyway. Go back to our last episode, episode nine. Yeah. Because there's some fun stuff with our cousins, if you haven't listened to it yet. Okay. Okay. Starts about halfway through. All right. Back to the video been here, but you don't know this story. Maybe I... Nothing's changed, really. Luke. Luke. I mean, Mark Hamill. Yeah. I don't know what that is. So that's people behind the scenes. Like, this is... These are all the people behind. Before they pan over to see uh, Poe Dameron getting led by a stormtrooper, like, there's J.J. Abrams right there. He's looking in the camera, right? And there's these other people. All these people are working on the movie. They all have jobs to do, right? Wow. So many people who are working on this movie. Yeah. And hey, hey and, okay. um, and yeah. That's him with Podamron. Oh, the Podamron is walking down the hall being led by There's someone in the background. I never noticed that. There's someone walking back there. I did. Who's that? Oh man. Daddy, that might be Fanna. Look at that. That looks like a I wonder if that's I wonder if that's Phasma walking away. I don't know. Look at that helmet. It almost looks like Vader's helmet, doesn't it? It looks like Vader. <clears throat> it looks like um, a girl that's Vader. Yes, it does, doesn't it, Just, Liam? It doesn't look big enough to oh, be Vader. wow. That is so true. And, and the body looks like kind of female, I suppose. Yeah. Wow. So, do you think that's Finn in the Stormtrooper costume, Anna? Yeah. Oh. No. No. Yeah. <clears throat> you don't yeah. think so, yeah. Liam? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Look at, and he turns to a bat. I would like to point to you... Okay. He Look turns at, yep. to a good guy. He turns to a good guy. The in the movie maybe, yep. and that's why. Yeah. Maybe he's a good he's guy leading, right there. He's leading. Oh, maybe, into maybe jail. here, here. Maybe, maybe he's pretended to be a bad guy, but he still had the suit b- yeah. because, but he was actually nice. So he's <laughs> like, like pretending to be a bad guy, like Han and Luke did to Chewie. Yeah, but Liam. Yeah, Liam. He said that he was a real stormtrooper. Yeah, so maybe he was. He, 
And maybe he is oh, maybe now. He is here. Oh, that could be. And then he led him into his jail. Yeah. And then he convinced him uh, that he should be a nice guy. Maybe. Look at Poe Dameron's jacket. Mm-hmm. You see it? Yep. Yep. Okay. You see that jacket? That's yep. the jacket he was wearing. Who? That's the jacket that Finn was wearing in the last trailer. Yeah, what does that mm-hmm. mean? Why are they wearing the same jacket? They shop at the same store. <laughs> All right, let's keep watching. Well, how do we know that's Finn? <laughs> There's Maz Kanata. How well, do we know that's Finn? She will be. We don't know that's Finn. We don't. So then. There's a film, a camera showing that they're filming in the desert. Kathleen Kennedy, the head of Lucasfilm. That is incredible, JJ. So this is weird, right? It looks like this is like maybe a practice. Because look at what they're wearing. They're just How wearing do like... they make an explosion oh, right there? I know. Isn't that awesome? There's a box there. And it explodes. <laughs> it's a real explosion. And those people are oh, maybe like... That's, maybe, that's, um, maybe that's like... like The TIE Fighter bombing? Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be, I think. So maybe the TIE Fighter... Um, Maybe someone's underground, and they lit it from underground. To make it look like the TIE Fighter is uh, dropping bombs. Yeah. They have a thing. I think maybe they could they could ignite it remotely. No, maybe, right? that, maybe that box was supposed to be a TNT. Mm, that could be. That could be. So, but look at what they're wearing. And actually, I don't even know who that is. I mean, it just, it doesn't seem like... It's Ray and Finn. It's Ray and Finn, but they're wearing, like, white t-shirts. Like, that's, that's not their costume. I know. So are they? They must just be practicing. Like, yeah, it's day get, one. So. Get used to. Yeah. Do you think this is still day one here? Probably. It's like get used to having explosions because this is the kind of thing you're going to be doing when you're in costume and we're we're all you know we're actually filming. So I think that's what they're doing, right? They're just kind of getting used to that, like working with these explosions. But they actually have like okay, fire in the I desert. Oh, it looks awesome, doesn't it? Look at that. Look at that explosion. Start it over again. <laughs> do you want me to back up and do yeah. it again? Okay, here we go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and there it looks like Poe. We got Kylo Ren coming down the ramp. Something so, hanging from the ceiling. Going I want, going to Kylo Ren. Uh, Ooh. I want to show you the, uh, the flame it's, coming out it's of the flame. It's, it looks like a flame. Look at that. Flamethrower. Like, He's holding a flamethrower gun. Flamethrower gun. Yep. Look at that. Isn't right. that awesome? It's That's... coming right out. It looks like he's like trying to burn this pot. It looks like pottery. It's kind of weird. Look at these huts, too. They kind of look like sand people huts almost, right? Yeah. I don't think they are because I don't think sand people live I on Jakku. They're not huts, they're tents. Are they tents? They're I mean, probably they like sand people live on Kachu. Um, I think Jakku, that, you think so? Yeah, Kaju. Look, look. Bless you. Sand people. <laughs> sand people. Sand people. You think sand those people. are sand people back there? Yeah. I don't those know. look like Jawas. Oh, they look like someone in robes back up on the hill. Jedi. Good point, Liam. I never noticed that. Me either. Jedi. I don't think so. Maybe though. Maybe yep. Luke. Awesome. All right, let's keep watching. Oh, uh, we do. Shh. Chewy. I think we've worn the suit out probably quicker than we expected because every time you meet someone they just want to hug you. Get back to the old days. The old ways of doing things. JJ is trying to make sure these movies okay. have a physicality to them. We truly are out in a desert. A real 
desert. When that guy said, we truly are out in a desert, a real desert, a lot of people have taken issue with that. Why? A lot of people don't like that he said that. Because every time there has been a desert in Star Wars, they have shot at a real desert. You know, the desert in Episode One, The Phantom Menace, that's... Uh -huh. They're in a desert, and they're not making that up. That's not uh, in a computer. It's Finn! It's Finn! <laughs> it's Finn! That's not Finn. Where? I don't think so, Liam. Oh, no, that's okay. not Finn. But, but, so people are like, no, no, that's, you can't say that that's like a special thing about this movie, because Star Wars has always shot in a desert, you know? Right. A New Hope was shot in a desert. Phantom Menace was shot in a desert. Return, Return of the Jedi and Jabba's Palace scenes were in a desert. Um, you know, honestly, I'm not sure about about episode two but i'm assuming yeah i'm pretty sure episode two yeah they went back to uh they went back to the um the lars farm you know actually in a desert right in a right. real desert so so a lot of people are like yeah you can't really you can't say that you know that's not cool don't don't make this seem like it's you know i mean obviously they're doing things differently than they did on the prequels and the prequels they did have a lot more uh, computer stuff that I think computer animation that I think they're gonna have in this movie, but still they're still gonna do you saw green screen right when Kylo Ren was walking down there was like green all around the ship because they're gonna add stuff later So a real desert he said so now I Believe this looks like the same creatures that came out of that um, his name is Baba Joe <laughs> that little that guy who came out into the video when J.J. Abrams was doing the Force for Change video, and he had those cages kind of strapped to his back, and little like bird-like things were poking yeah. out of him. Remember? Well, that's what those things are. I think. I think that's this might be a person inside a inside a Baba Joe, right? The person controlling the puppet from the inside. That per that puppet that character walked onto stage at Comic Con. I have not showed you guys that video yet. I need to show that to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a bad dad. Okay. No, you're this not a good like. dad. You're a good dad. And this is an actor who is just having a little cameo. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, someone in the gonk droid. Hey, there's a person, the red mask character from Maz Kanata's castle. Um, Sumteen Bodtooth. Oh, you called him. That's the name you gave him, yeah. The Falcon. See, that was, Finn, that was Finn with the jacket. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's Finn with the jacket. Okay. Same jacket that Poe was wearing. Oh, look at that shit. Look at that. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. I forgot that was there. Yeah. They're I wanna, actually I see. doing a real explosion. They're, yeah, they've got those cables. Look at these people here. They have, like, things on their back stuck. Look at these people. Who do you think those are? That looks like Finn. I mean, Oh, the, you think so? Poe. Po. Hmm. With the jacket. They're running away from an explosion of some sort. And there, you see them running away from the stormtroopers who are chasing them through this rubble. Interesting. Hmm. What's rubble that mean, rubble, garbage? Rubble, like just broken building, yeah? There's like oh, strings stuck to the back. Falcon. Strings stuck Yeah, they'll the erase that in the movie. When, look at the... C-3PO with a red arm. What's that all about? Now, a lot of people are saying Akbar and Ian Numb, just like you did, Anna. 
Um, but it could just be, you know, a Mon Calamari. Hey, look, it's like Akbar and me and them. No, this definitely is Leia. And looks like Leia. <laughs> no, she does not look like you know, Leia. Okay, you and I disagree on that point, Liam. I think that looks so much like Leia. I'm in the both. I'm middle? in the middle of you. You got guys. one foot in each camp, Anna. Yep. All right. Well, I just I loved seeing this. I have to say though that I'm a little bit uncomfortable when when like people say she looks so good. Look at how great she looks, you know. And if I were, I don't know. Like it, it just seems a little too focused on the look um but but at the same time when i see her i'm like yes she looks like leia um so like i i fall into that same camp i do the same thing um but it seems a little i don't, I don't want to say disrespectful to carrie fisher but like carrie fisher doesn't usually look like leia so it's pretty awesome that she can you know put her hair up and stand a certain way and all of a sudden she looks like leia um I, I guess I don't want to say it's necessarily disrespectful to Carrie Fisher, but it just seems like there's a little bit too much like, oh, she looks so great, I can't believe it, you know. Right. Because then what does that say about how you think Carrie Fisher looks, if you think Princess Leia looks so great? So I don't know. I just, it it just, it makes me a little uncomfortable as, as a feminist and as someone who tries not to put such an emphasis on how people look. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. But... Man, does she look like Princess Leia. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> I think. To feel that coming off the screen. It means so much to so many people. So I know we've talked about this guy already. I don't remember talking about him. The fuzzy yellow guy with the red eyes and the mask standing with Warwick Davis. Who... Wait, not yellow. I think he's green. Green? Okay. Green yellow. Uh, yeah. I think my favorite description of him is is of um, Brian Young, his, uh, who is a podcaster and an author. Uh, he said that his son said that he looked like a bounty hunter from Sesame Street. I thought that was a good description. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he does look like a Sesame Street character, he or she. Kind of like a got samurai armor on, sort of. And this kind of looks like a Darth Vader on, breathing mask thing, and this is arm, weird. If he didn't have the armor on, I think he would look like just a Sesame Street uh, character. Yeah, yeah. Or other people have said a fuzzy minion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of does look like a fuzzy minion. Yeah. You just know what it's going to be like in the cinema. It's always an important part of everyone's history. Yeah, so... There's Anthony Daniels, C-3PO, just looking around. Harrison Ford. And Her there's Han Solo and Rey sitting in the Falcon with Finn sitting behind them. There's you think Chewbacca. We're gonna, Chewbacca was Chewie there. in there, too? Or you think we're going to see, we're gonna see that movie? Well, there's someone else in there. Yeah? Should we back it up? Up in the front. There's two seats in the front. Should we back it up and see? Oh, gosh. Going back in slow-mo. Yeah, going back it up in slow-mo. Yeah, so we got Finn, Ray, and Han. Pretty uh, cool. Yep. yep. Chewie should be there. Chewie should be. Where is Chewie? I don't know. Maybe he's in the back working on the hyperdrive. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All yes. right. So, so that's awesome. And I think we've said what we need to say about that one. So we are going to talk about really quick one more thing in the news. Um... Not really news, but I just wanted to talk about it because it's awesome. Uh, Jason Fry and Dan Wallace 
have taken yet another step forward in their ongoing quest to map the Star Wars galaxy. They just updated uh, the appendix to their book Star Wars The Essential Atlas with locations and a bunch of new systems from comics and books and the most recent Clone Wars episodes. And the appendix is now at 5,085 systems. Wow. 5,085 systems. What's uh, that mean? Uh, that means... They've been that Basically that many planets. Well, no, of course not, because it's a fictional universe. But they have mapped them out on a map. A fictional map. Of a fictional universe. But they have decided where they all are on this map of the galaxy. Cool. Yeah. And that's basically... that's That means 5,085 planets. Or moons, or you know, systems. Um, and that was up from 4,387 systems when the book first came out in 2009. Now, I asked Jason Fry a few months ago on Twitter whether or not they had pinned down where Lothal was on the galactic map, because I want to know, like, what planet is Lothal close to, stuff like that. Um, and he said that they had not yet. And I was hoping with this update that they would have done it, but not yet, I guess. But there's gonna, they're going to have a lot more planets to add the next time, so hopefully it'll be on there next time. Uh, that's probably going to be after... Some movies come out and <laughs> a lot of a lot of work. On there. A lot of work cut out for them, yeah. But it is worth a look. Just go to StarWars.com. I'll link. I'll link to the to the and you put Jakku. story. Um, put Jakku. Put Jakku. Yes, Jakku will probably be on there soon. Yeah. Um, probably be near Tatooine. You think so? Maybe. Well, because they're both really hot. Well, yeah, but that's. Yeah. They both need two sons. Do you think Jakku has two sons? Yeah. Hmm, I don't know. They might be in the same solar system. I saw one son, so hmm. the... Uh, well, that was probably. our son. That was in the behind-the-scenes video. So if, if there's two sons, they're going to have to add the second one uh, in a computer. Yeah. They can't have a second son as a practical effect. Or they could just take two pictures of the sun and then put those two pictures on the computer hmm. and make one smaller. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what they'll do, Liam. That's, that's probably, probably how they'll they do did. it. Yep. But take a look at this appendix. Take a look at the book. Uh, it's, it's worth it, at the very least, to marvel at what these people have accomplished. And speaking of StarWars.com, there is a quiz on there that uh, we just saw today and that we want to take. Quiz. So let's take it right quiz. now. It'll be fun. Uh, they just posted this quiz, and it is, How well do you know Star Wars, The Phantom Menace? It's funny, they don't, they don't say Episode 1. It seems like they're shying away from those episode numbers. They just call it Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. So, let's take the quiz. What is the first word in the opening crawl? Is it violence, war, the, or turmoil? What's turmoil mean? Turmoil. I think What's I know what it is. I think it's turmoil means like hardship. Like, I think it's war. War? Yeah. Mm, war. Yeah, that's the first word in the episode three crawl, I believe. I'm going to go with turmoil. Because I know it's in there. Turmoil has engulfed the Galactic Republic. Uh, wait. Yeah, I think so. Turmoil. I'm going to go with Turmoil. Okay, Anna okay. and Liam, you're going with War. I'm going with Turmoil. Turmoil? Okay, let's see. Uh, I guess because it turned green, it means we got it right. We'll find out at the end, maybe? I don't know. The Trade Federation set up a blockade in which planet? Coruscant, Tatooine, Naboo, or Kashyyyk? Naboo. 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 
It's easy. Yeah. What is the name of the protocol droid that greets Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan on the Trade Federation flagship? Is it TC-14, C-3PO, TC-25, or C-4PO? I think it's C-4PO or TC-14. What do you think, Liam? TC-14 or C-3PO. C-3PO? Oh, C-4PO. It's TC-14. Okay, okay. TC-14 then. TC-14 it is. All right. Finish Queen Amidala's quote. I will not condone a course of action that will... Lead to the death of my people. Lead us... Okay, I'll I'll say all of them in her voice. Lead to the death of my people. Lead us to war. Lead to conflict on Naboo. Lead us to violence. I will not condone a course of action that will... Lead us to war, the de- conflict of Naboo, what do you think, Anna? violence, conflict on Naboo. Liam? Uh, I don't really know what all they mean. It's war. Okay. <laughs> That's my guess. Can we pick war? Sure. Okay. War. It's war. All right. Why did Obi-Wan suggest landing the Naboo Royal Starship on Tatooine? Is it because it was the home of Anakin Skywalker? No. It was protected by the huts? It was the nearest planet. It was free from the Trade Federation? Or it was the nearest planet? It was the nearest planet. It was free from the Trade Federation. Um, Ooh, we have a disagreement. Anna, it was the closest planet. It was the closest planet, but is that why Obi-Wan suggested it? It was free from the Trade Federation. Fine. <laughs> free from the Trade Federation, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. On which planet's moon... Diego. <laughs> Diego. Diego. Uh, can you stop it, Anna? Diego. She answered... Oh, she that's... answered it before you said it, so <laughs> I, I never got a chance answer. because I couldn't even read it. Okay. okay. I didn't do that. read it. I just knew going to get the next question all to yourself. Anna, you are correct. It is Diego. That's the moon where angels live. On the moons of Diego, I think. Yeah. Okay. What advice does Shmi give Anakin when he leaves Tatooine? Does she say, listen to Qui-Gon and don't make trouble? Does she say, be brave and don't look back? Does she say, trust your instincts and be smart? Or does she say, be kind and follow your heart? Um, the second one, I think. The second one, be brave and don't look back? I think. I think you are correct, sir. I thought it was the fourth yes, one. Yes, I did. Yes. High five. What did you think High it was? High five, the fourth I one. I thought it was the fourth one. Okay. Which was what? Um, be kind and follow your heart. How does Queen Amidala... She does say, like... Do- can I have this one? She says, think, she says, um, hmm. follow your heart. So She said, what does yeah. your heart say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Will I ever see you again? And she asks, what What does your heart say? Yeah. Um, okay, can I do no, this one? But she definitely go. says, don't look back. And that's one thing that Anakin cannot do. Right? He looks back. He thinks about her all the time. If he would have followed her advice, he probably would have been better off. Mm-hmm. So, but it's hard. You know? You probably wouldn't have turned to dark side. Maybe not. 
How does Queen Amidala convince Boss Nass and the Gungans to help Naboo? Does she beg for their help? Does she promise that no Gungans will be killed? She agrees to help them in the future, or she agrees to take Jar Jar Binks off their hands? I think I know which one it is. The first one. I think so, too. Yeah, she begs for their help? Yep. Pretty sure. Correct. I bag you. Mm -hmm. You know Mollies. (laughs) So far, I know Amalia. Uh, Okay, which character does not enter the Naboo Royal Palace? Which character is never in the Royal Palace on Naboo? Darth Maul? Newt Gunray, General Tarples, or Captain Panaka? I think I know. I think I knew General Tarples. That's what I think, too. Yeah, me too. And, 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 um, hmm? what? No, Newt Gunray was there. Was Newt Gunray there? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was there. He took it over. What was the name? Wait, is that right? That was right, yeah. What was the name of the group of N1 starfighter pilots in the Battle of Naboo? Ooh, this might be a little tricky. I'm not I'm not too good with this kind of stuff. I think I know. I think it's Phoenix Squadron. Mm, let's see. Let me let me read the options here. Were they called Alpha Squadron, Phoenix Squadron, Blue Squadron, or Bravo Squadron? Phoenix. Phoenix Squadron. Phoenix Squadron was in Rebels. It is? What's oh yeah, Alpha Squadron. Alpha? Blues. Uh. <laughs> Alpha, Blue, or Bravo? I don't think it's Phoenix. I think it's Bravo, but I, I'd guess. I'm guessing. So, you guys want to outvote me? Alpha Squadron. Alpha? Liam? Yeah. Liam, Please. do you think Alpha, Bravo, or Blue? Or can I pick Phoenix? You can pick Phoenix if you want. Um, I don't <laughs> okay. want to tell you. All right. I'm just going to I'm gonna do Alpha. Okay, Anna? Oh, it was not Alpha. We'll find out what it was later. Which creature does not make an appearance at the Battle of Naboo? A Famba? A Falumpaset? A Nibre? Or a Kadu? Ooh, I don't know if I know this one. I know Kadus do, because that's what those are. And then, I think it's Nibre. I want to say Nibre? Is the one that... Nibre's fly. I I think it's Famba. Actually, it might be Nibre. Falumba are the ones that carried the shields. Nibre fly. Nibre are those big. Uh, they, those guys yeah, are the things that. The, the Famba or yeah. the Falumpaset. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure Nibre are the, the, the flying Falumpa like set. whale things in outer it's, space. Um, I think. So, no, then. I think we should go with Nibre. Okay. I could be wrong. And what did they, they say? They were right. Well, wait, what, what, was did, what was it? I know, but what did they. Like, like, well, which one wasn't there? Which one? Which which one of those animals was not at the Battle of Naboo? Yeah, this one's so easy. Okay, Uh, Anna, do you want to take this one? Liam will take the next one. One, no, no, no. (laughs) Okay, Liam, what is Qui Gon's last wish? No, no options. I'm not going to give. I'm not going to read any of the multiple choice. Um, 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 train the boy. (laughs) Train the boy. Then Anna can be trained. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are the only words spoken by Chancellor Palpatine to Anakin Skywalker in The Phantom Menace, obviously, because yeah. this is a quiz about The Phantom Menace? Is it, I look forward to seeing your future as a Jedi? Is it, we will watch your career with great interest? Is it, we are indebted to you for your bravery? Or, I am impressed by your skills, young Padawan? I think it's... Guess. Yes, I think it's four. You think it's four, Liam? Okay. If you ask me. I am impressed by your skills, young Padawan. 
Do you think it's that one? Yes. You both think it's that one? Yes. Wait. <laughs> Wait. I think it's either th- I mean, I think it's either two or four. We will two watch your career with great interest. I'm impressed by your skills, young Padawan. Hmm. Two. Yes. Two? Two. Four. We'll go with two, because okay. that's what it is. <laughs> Why is Yoda upset with Obi-Wan's decision to train Anakin? He thinks Anakin is too old? He fears danger in his training? He wanted Qui-Gon to train Anakin? Or he does not believe Anakin was the chosen one? The one two, two, that two, is exactly two. not right uh-huh. is he wanted Qui-Gon to train Anakin. That's not right. You're right. So he fears he danger in his training. Yes. He fears danger in his training. Or okay. wait, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, we'll go with that one. Yeah. Yep. Which characters are all present at the Naboo Victory Parade? Present. What's present mean? Which characters are all there? Yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi, Qui Gon Jinn, and Anakin Skywalker. That can't be the one because Qui Gon Jinn's dead. Yep. Obi Wan Kenobi, C three PO, and R two D two. That can't be right because C three PO is not built yet. Not completely. He, right. And, he, and where is he? He's with Shmi. He's, yeah, he's with Shmi. So is it Chancellor Palpatine, Captain Panaka, and Shmi Skywalker? No, because Shmi is at Naboo. At, on Naboo. On Tatooine. Oh, yeah, on Tatooine. So it has to be number four. Padme yeah. Amidala, Boss Nass, and General Tarple. Totally. All right. Okay, well, we got 14 correct. We're a Jedi Master. Yeah. yeah. Which one did we get Which wrong? Which one did we get wrong? The, the, the group of the N1 starfighter pilots in the Battle of Naboo. My one? guess was that it was Bravo Squadron. We picked Alpha Squadron. Let's do Bravo Squadron. Should we try Bravo? Oh, You're my right. guess was correct. All right. Well, that was a fun quiz. And since so we did we're that, Jedi Master. Since we did that quiz, we're going to skip the question and answer console. Just because it took us a while, but it was fun. One more thing that I wanted to talk about was that Michael Jackson... Wanted to be Jar Jar Binks. Really? He wanted to play Jar Jar Binks. Really? Yes. It was just revealed in a in a story, uh, actually an interview with Ahmed Best, the guy who did play Jar Jar Binks, right? Uh-huh. Um, although you know, Jar Jar Binks is a computer animated character, right? Yeah. But Ahmed Best was the guy. Remember, we've seen photos yeah. and stuff. He was the guy who was pretending to be Jar Jar, you know, acting. He was acting. He was being Jar Jar. Um, and then later they put the computer thing over that. Well, Michael Jackson wanted to be Jar Jar, but he wanted to be Jar Jar with like prosthetics, like um, I suppose like uh, like Neon Numb, right? Or like you know like they're aliens, but there's people with masks on or with prosthetics where it makes them look different ways, like little like a, a longer nose is put on their face or something, right? Um, so that's what Michael Jackson wanted to do. George Lu- George Lucas told Ahmed Best that he wanted to be Jar Jar. Wow. Yeah. Information that is well, interesting. Can he I hear him? Do, can we, like, hear him say, like, how but if he, he says, no, like, you can't do, be the... Can we hear George Lucas tell Michael Jackson, no, you can't be Jar Jar? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Or no, we can't. how does he do that? How does he do that? Just, I don't... How I could don't... he tell him that you can't be Jar Jar? Yeah. Well, you have to tell a lot of people that they can't be people in movies. You know, hundreds of people try out for a part. Only one person gets it. Sometimes thousands. You know? So, um, it would be interesting to hear Michael Jackson do a Jar Jar voice, though. 
Yeah. What do you think it sounds like? I don't know. Piusa. I don't know. That's horrible. That's horrible. I shouldn't joke. Michael Jackson's dead. I feel bad joking about it. Oh, well. I'm not joking about him dying. I'm just... Usually you don't make jokes about dead people. But actually we do all the time. But, you know, he hasn't been dead for that long. So then it kind of makes it not as good to do. Anyway. Uh, some... Yeah. Yeah, I could, but I probably won't. Uh, and also, some stuff has been leaked and spoiled about The Force Awakens. Stuff has been awesome. leaked Did and spoiled. I don't know what it is. I have no idea what's been leaked and spoiled, which is how I hope it stays. Um, to everybody listening, uh, please, for my sake, <laughs> please let the story unfold the way the creators want it to unfold. If we see something in a trailer, it means they want us to see it. I just don't understand why people want to know spoilers. I don't get it. Liam, do you want to know spoilers? Yeah. Why? Why don't you want to experience it in I the movie? I want to know spoilers because I want to know things about the movie. But you'll know things about the movie when you see the movie. I want to know things about the movie right now. I'm so excited. You're so excited. Okay. Anna? Yeah, I want to see the movie right now. You want to right see the movie now, right now. Okay. But I don't want the spo- I don't want to know things. Actually, okay. I don't know, want to know big things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before um, the people who are making the movie want me to know them. That's how I feel too, Anna. So I, it's really hard for me not to make a joke about people who broadcast spoilers and write about spoilers. How they're they're like my six year old son. <laughs> no offense, Liam, <laughs> but uh, but I'm not going to make that joke because some people like spoilers and that's okay. Just don't tell the rest of us. I don't want to know. If you, and, and so fine, far, fine, people. I don't like spoilers. So, <laughs> I've shamed you into not liking spoilers. Job done. Mission accomplished. Oh, <laughs> I might change it now. <laughs> so anyway, to everybody out there, this I, I try not to spoil things. Now we, we we do spoil little things here and there, and I, I I apologize. Let me know if I've spoiled something for you. Let me know because I don't want to. And it is hard. And I usually put a spoiler alert at right. the starting of the episode. And I try not to spoil anything that's like brand new, right? So, but I mean, you know, the Clone Wars stuff, it's been out for a long time. You know, hopefully people aren't listening. If they haven't seen them all, maybe they would, you know, they would watch all of the Clone Wars. And then, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, please, like I said, let us know. Let me know. Uh, forcechildren at gmail.com. Email me. Yell at me if I've spoiled anything for you. Because I don't want to. And I'm trying to be really good about it, but I may have, I may fail now and then, and I, I apologize if I do. All right, let's head on over to Canon News. The Canon News song, yeah. The Canon News song, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In Canon News today, I'm gonna take something from the uh, the novel Dark Disciple, which is where we pulled our Canon News from last episode. Um, this time we're going to talk about Asajj Ventress and her childhood. Asajj Ventress's story. When we saw that Night Sisters arc, um, we saw the season flashback. three, we saw some flashbacks, right, about her mm-hmm. as a child being given to some person. A they Jedi? No, no. The Jedi wasn't who she was given to when she was an infant. The Jedi is who she ended up working with after her master. 
whoever he wasn't a Jedi master was killed. So she tells Quinlan Voss in this book, and this is her speaking. When I was an infant, my clan was forced to surrender me to a criminal. I became his slave, but he was a surprisingly kind master. He was killed when I was still quite young during an attack by Weequay raiders. I was rescued by a Jedi Knight named Kai Naris, who sensed that I was strong in the Force. He was stranded on a rat attack, and he took me under his wing. I became his Padawan. And then Voss was like, you were trained by a Jedi? He had no idea, right? And then she said, for ten years we helped the people of rat attack. We became heroes to most, but to some we were the enemy. The Jedi are always enemies to some, Voss said. And then she says, Naris died in front of my eyes. He too was killed by Weequay. Which we know. We saw that happen in the episode, what right? Are Weequay? What are Weequay? Uh, Weequay are like the, um, Hondo Anaka is a Weequay. Oh. That's the type of alien, yeah. Uh, Weequays are the... What? Weequay and Weequay. Weequay. They were both killed by Weequays. Oh, I know. The Weequay were like some of the other people who lived on that planet. Oh. But but her master was stranded on the planet. Like, he wasn't part of the... He wasn't, like, actively communicating with the Jedi, it seemed like. So maybe the Jedi didn't really know. That's why Voss was surprised. Because the Jedi didn't know that Ventress was, be, was trained by a Jedi when she was young. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. Because he was a Jedi, because, but... But he was stranded but he, there. But yeah. he was stranded there, so yeah. he didn't get back. Right, right. And he never got back. Yeah. And he just so he died. He died on that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. He, but so, if he didn't die, he probably would get back. Yeah. As for a ship or something. Mm. So there's more. There's more stuff, but I don't want to give everything away, because really, if you haven't yet, you should read Dark Disciple. You well, it's not necessarily you for... You can tell us the more stuff. Oh, sure. I don't want to give the whole thing away. Um, although I would say it's, you know, it's a novel for meant for adults, for the most part. They are Clone Wars episodes, uh, so we probably would have watched them if they were made. Oh, they were episodes, Clone Wars episodes? Yeah, it was eight episodes, and it was, but they were never made, so they turned it into a book instead. I would like to cool. watch those eight episodes. Yeah, although they, uh, they probably got a little dark. I mean, some dark things happen. Some dark-sided stuff. All right. Yeah, well, let's Daddy head on over. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna like spoil it. Some. Yep, 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 yep. Not gonna spoil it for everybody else. Okay. I'm just saying, like some stuff. <laughs> some stuff. Yeah. Some, some stuff. dark-sided stuff. Yep. All right. Let's have a joke. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. <laughs> Okay, well, today we don't have a joke. Uh, no. But we have a little song that we've been singing. Oh, that, yeah, uh, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of a funny song. So it's it's like my best Weird Al Yankovic uh, impression. I don't know so, what you're talking about. I know uh, what I'm talking All right, so this is to the tune of On the Road Again. And oh. it is, uh, it's it would be sung by Han Solo. Okay. And it goes... <laughs> I should find some like karaoke music to put to the background. And you can actually have the doom right? Like yeah. they could do anyway. I probably won't. Shoot <clears throat> Shoot that, that Rodian. 
I just can't, can't wait, wait to shoot that Rodian. The life I love is smuggling with my Wookiee friend. So I can't wait to shoot that Rodian. Shoot that Rodian. Like a pirate, I am morally ambiguous. I'll shoot that Rodian. He'd take the bounty for himself anyway. And my way is to shoot that Rodian. Etc. Etc. <laughs> so now, yeah, it's just I haven't written lyrics for the whole song, but really, that song doesn't have, have too many lyrics. I have like part of the song that I made up. Oh, really? I there, there's part of the song that you have, but mm -hmm. like not the like, like smuggling with the, here. Shoot mm. that Rodian! Just can't wait to shoot that Rodian! He was going to shoot me anyway, so I just shot that Rodian. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. Cool. Because he was right. going to shoot me anyway. Right. So, yeah. Uh, okay, so let's head on over to our review. But before I do, um, the the little snippet of audio that we use in uh, the lead-up to our review is Darth Maul uh, singing Awesome from one of the Star Wars Legos... Um, one of the Star Wars Lego uh, movies, I believe it's from The Empire Strikes Out which was written by Michael Price. And I want to really quick just uh, mention something from our review from last week, uh, where we reviewed Droid Tales, which was also written by uh, Michael Price, the, the first episode of Droid Tales. And in it, I, I had said uh, something about the Watto doing the Red Flags thing, and I thought it was a joke about how Anakin should uh, maybe be cautious because here's an adult trying to take him off planet. Uh, well... Amazingly enough, uh, Michael Price listened to our podcast and uh, listened to that episode, and he uh, he had written on Twitter just to let me know, and I thought I'd pass it along, because you heard the last podcast, if you listened, uh, that he had said that the Red Flags joke is not uh, that Anakin should have been uh, wary of an adult trying to take him away, but that uh, Qui-Gon should maybe think twice before training Anakin, because... Anakin's going to become Darth Vader. Um, so that was the joke, and I uh, interpreted it a different way. So I just wanted to throw that out there and also thank Michael Price for uh, contacting us and for writing all of the Star Wars Lego stuff, basically. This guy's yeah. written all of it, and it's, it's really, really funny. Cool. And I had told him that we use, we didn't, I didn't use it in the last episode, so he didn't hear it, uh, assuming he only listened to the last episode. But I told him that we, we used the awesome. Uh, Darth Maul thing, and he said that's one of his favorite things that he's ever written for Lego Star Wars. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, so without any further ado, let's run that audio. Today we're going to review issue 5 of the Princess Leia comic, and if we have time, we're going to also review... Yeah, you know what, let's just review issue 5 of the Princess Leia comic. We can do the Kanan ones next time, huh? Got it! Um, oh, but really quick before, there's a correction that I wanted to run. Last, last episode, I said something about Chewbacca. Where did I... Hmm. I just remembered this. Where is that? Ah! There it is. Last episode, I misspoke. 
I said that Chewie was around 300 years old in A New Hope. Do you remember this? Uh-huh. No, actually, I don't. Okay, well, what I meant to say was that he was around 200 years old, because that's actually how old he was in... Uh, actually, but I still would have been wrong. I still would have been wrong about that, because that information, that he's 200 years old in A New Hope, is now Legends. We have no idea how old Chewie was in A New Hope. There is no information about that. We have no idea. So everyone who's saying Chewie doesn't look any older in The Force Awakens, people are always responding, yeah, well, Chewie's like 200 years old. No, he's not. Not in canon. That's Legends. So I wanted to throw that in really quick because I made a mistake. I thought that that was canon, or I at least I forgot that that was just Legends. There's nothing in canon that says Chewie is old and nothing that says how long Wookiees live. Nothing in canon about that. Um, I want to know. I want to know. You want to know? I know. I want to know, so too. So that'll tell how old he is when and he dies. How old he so will know. Okay. So today we're going to review Princess Leia number five, the final Princess Leia book. And I have it here because I haven't written any, any notes. So let's just uh, open it up. First of all, again, beautiful cover by Terry Dodson. And uh, and his and his wife Rachel, Terry and Rachel Dotson, yeah. Rachel Dotson and her husband Terry. Um, we actually just watched a video of Terry Dotson. It was awesome. Doing, yeah, doing a a, a a custom Leia cover uh, at San Diego Comic Con. It was really fun to watch. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Um, that was that was a fun watch. So this is, we got the pages turning here. We get to hear the comic book pages turning. Uh, so we got Jorah and, um, I forget what her name is. Jorah, what's, what's the other one's name? So we got Jorah and Paris. Jorah and Paris on Esperion. Esperion? Esperion? Esperion. So they're failing in their mission to get the Esperion Alderanians on their side. And then we have Leia escaping the clutches of the Empire with the help of Nianum and Yvonne, which is awesome. That's pretty cool. I wonder if Nianum is going to be, like we saw that mask, I wonder if this is kind of setting him up as being like a good big part of the Rebellion. Because in the movies, we just see him kind of, you know, being the co-pilot on the Falcon with Lon... With Ugh, I've been watching Babylon 5, sorry, with Lando. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, this is pretty cool. Good battles, and then we see the Empire just being horrible. They they think they killed Leia, now they're going to go kill the rest of the Alderanians in orbit around Asperian. And Leia, I love that line, where someone's saying, like, well, we've been waiting for you, what can we tell all these Alderanians? After Leia gets back to Asperian, and Leia's just two words battle stations that's <laughs> so cool <laughs> it's like get what? ready to fight and uh so then we see leia give her awesome speech her great i love that speech. did you like that speech do you know what that reminds me of oh we got yvonne sitting in a chair oh what does yvonne's jacket remind you of liam is it her jacket? Is that what you're talking about? No, no, I'm oh. talking about. What? I'm talking Can I about see? this whole place. This whole it place. It reminds me of the other two issue when they're underground. Oh, this place reminds you of when of the place where Jorah came from. Avon's jacket doesn't remind me of anything. Those lines on Avon's jacket kind of remind me of a uh, of Finn slash Poe's uh, jacket. Oh. Right? Um. 
And that style, I believe we've seen that style on Luke. That's basically the a jacket that Luke has worn in the movies. Yeah. Black um, one. I think I remember that one. Yeah. So, so we see Jorah and Leia being, they're becoming friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Yvonne, or I said Jorah. I meant Yvonne. Yvonne and Leia. Jorah and Leia are not friends. We see Leia give Jorah, I love that one panel with no words of Leia just staring Jorah down. Just wanting to scream at her so hard for being, you know, a a racist, basically. And her just closing her mouth and putting your fist on top of her. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. (laughs) So... But then, yes, we see Yvonne and Leia, you know, they really, they really become good friends and colleagues. And Leia's speech is great. So, Anna, do you want to read it? Sure. Okay. To every Alvaranian with the sound of my voice, this is Princess Leia Organa. To the newcomers, I would ordinarily be grateful for that you responded to our call for unity. But as things stand today, I wish you hadn't come. An Imperial Star Destroyer is heading in this direction and will reach us within minutes. There's no time to escape by standard lanes, no time to attain hyperspace. It wants to kill the last Alderanians. And without the Esperian fleet on our side, I'm afraid it has enough firepower to do the job. But we will not surrender. We will defend ourselves. But we, but we won't land one more than necessary. We are not our enemy. We are Alderaan. We answer rage with wisdom. We answer fear with imagination. We answer war with hope. And if one life with a single drop with Alderaanian, Alderaanian blood survives... Alderaan survives. Alderaan survives. If one life with the passion of Alderaanian creativity survives, Alderaan survives. Alderaan survives. And we each, and we are each of us important. And whatever happens, I bow to all of you and to our future. Alderaan survives. Daddy. All right, and, and this is, of course, spoiler alert for this comic. I mean, we're reviewing the comic. We're we're gonna say what happens. So if you don't want to be uh, spoiled, then stop listening now because we're gonna spoil the end of this comic. We haven't really spoiled too much of it yet. What happens? Alderaan survives. I love that speech. I Me too. Love it. Me too. The the um ship of the what are they called? Experience. The ship of the experience has enough fire firepower to do the job yes, it on does. that. <laughs> yeah. On the Star uh, Destroyer. Yep. And uh, I love that we won't but we won't land one more blow than necessary. We That's are not our enemy. enemy. We are That's all on. I love that. Enemy. That means they won't they won't fight more than they have to. You know? I like the one with if one single drop Mm-hmm. Of blood, Alderanian blood survives. Alderaan survives. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. So, so we see, and I thought you guys would be disappointed at the end of this comic, but you weren't really disappointed, I don't think. We kind of are. We kind of were because one of the questions that we have 
been talking about as we've been reading this this mini series is where are they going to end up? What kind of pl- what planet are they going to go to? Where are they going to live once it's all done? Where are they going to live? And they leave that up in the air. They do not answer that question. Right. So, but they do kind of answer who's going to be their leader, sort of, assuming what hap- what Leia wants to happen happens. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like Yvonne said, you know, they need their princess, and and Leia's like, well, I think you should be the leader, and I think there should be a vote. So that's interesting too. Like Leia's saying, it shouldn't be a, a monarchy anymore. You know, maybe maybe the people should decide who's going to lead themselves, that who's going to lead Alderaan. You know, so that's cool. And uh, just this one panel of them too. It's just they're just friends. They're hugging. Yvonne's crying. She's gonna miss miss Leia. It's just so cool to see. I, I just love it. Love it, love it. And uh, and then Leia goes back to Yavin, which is kind of interesting. Anyway, we don't need to even talk about that. Because it got so, back away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, so. She's been. Alderaan survives. That's the last word. So then there they it's are all like, going into hyperspace. Yeah. It's like. Um. Yvonne is wearing Princess Leia's dress. That's right. At the very end, we see the second to last panel. I think she's going to be the leader. These are kind of the new Alderanian she's leaders, be- right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. We got we got Paris, Fuck. we got Jorah. Yeah, she's not frowning. Too, yeah, she's frowning. I mean, she's she's smart. She knows what she's doing when it comes to security and everything. But she's part of Alderaan. You know, that's one thing that I think this is really saying is that I remember when when they go when they went to Sullust and they went in the caves. Leia said, this is just like Alderaan. This is just like Alderanians to hide. And she was criticizing them. But she was also saying that that's part of Alderaan. But it shouldn't be. Well, it is. So if Alderaan's going to survive, that part might survive with it. So that's why Jorah's right there, you know? We got these different people. We got got Paris, who's kind of a... um, She's really uh, like an artist. She's... She was a singer, wasn't she? You know, she was part of the yeah. the singing group, right? Mm-hmm. And then we've got um, this guy, Bayon, Bayon, Bano, right? Mm-hmm. Who is like half Asperian, but still Alderanian. So he's got that other stuff to bring to the table. It's really interesting. It kind of shows how you can have very different types of people come together to make a society. And I think that's what we're seeing at the second to last panel. And then we're seeing all these ships that even more kinds of people, right? Think of all the different kinds of people, and they're all coming together to be Alderaan together. That, that is hope. Where will they go? Where will they go? Will we see where they go in episode 7? It is canon. <laughs> it is Excuse canon. Excuse me, can I tell you something? Well, that's canon, people. Excuse me? Is that uh, Lando? Princess Leia? No, that's not Princess Leia. What is it? Uh, that's someone who is behind a curtain, or actually, no, the shadow looks like it's landing on Lando, doesn't it? So, someone who has a blaster, and they're looking at Lando. I don't know. That's the Lando comic. We're not getting the Lando comics. We're gonna take a little break from the miniseries. After the Lando miniseries is done, the Chewy miniseries is gonna start, and I'm pretty sure we're gonna get those. I wanna read the Lando! I know you do. I don't. I don't. I, I want to, but I don't want to enough to buy it. Lando's <laughs> right, not really my favorite character. He's not really my favorite well, either. It, uh, late, uh, well, will you really read the Chewbacca one? Yeah, 
He's not your favorite character. Huh? I know, but he's, I mean. <laughs> but I, he's furry. When I say that Lando's not my favorite but character, But Lando's awesome and good at shooting and stuff. <laughs> okay. okay, we can argue off the air, okay? We <laughs> don't have to argue on the podcast. <laughs> okay, well, like I said, we're going to skip our question and answer council because we did that big, long Star Wars quiz, which right. was fun. I hope that was fun for people to listen to. Uh got it got some good questions for the for the council uh at least one good question for the council for the, our next episode which will be episode 11 we've passed we're getting into the teens pretty awesome huh all right well thank you everyone for listening to episode 10 of children of the force if you would like to reach out to us online you can contact us via twitter we are at force children on Facebook, we are Children of the Force. You can email us at forcechildren at gmail.com. Our website is www.childrenoftheforce.com. While you're on our website, click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. It says, Send Children of the Force a voicemail. We've only had one. So please Let's give us another one. get another one, please. I'm talking to you cousins out there who are listening, maybe. Or anyone else. Who has any questions? You want to submit a question to the question and answer council? Just call in and tell it. You know, give us a question. If you don't want us to use the voicemail, we can read your question. But it'd be fun to use the voicemail so we can hear your voice. All right. Well, uh, finally, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else you listen to us. Doing so will make it easier for more people to find us. For children of the force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And may the force be with you. Yeah, that was good. It was good. It was good. It was fun.